This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdotheysaid.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now, you're listening to What Do They Has to Say? The. Oh, fuck it. Get me out of here. Thank you, Golden Voice Ted Williams. We'll take it from here. That's correct. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Do They Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatdotheysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who asks the question, what's in your gym bag? Your host... This is Robert Bob Duvet coming to you live from my pod kibbutz here in San Francisco, California. And I do want to know what is in your gym bag, listeners, dear listeners. So <laughs> get those open and ready for inspection. <laughs> exactly. Make sure that nobody snuck anything tricky in there, though. What was it? What was like a? It, it, I, I know what you're referring to. We'll, we, I guess we'll just address it later in the show. Sure, well, that's a sure. teaser. Yeah, there you go. A little little teaser of that. Let's say that it has to do with embarrassing hair removal cream, perhaps. Maybe that sort of stuff. I, I thought it was like a, a a tub of Crisco she had in there. <laughs> Maybe she needs that much because she's that hairy. And I, you know what? I kind of believe it. But we'll get to that. People have no idea what we're talking about, Rob. Let's, I know. Let's... I bet you love it. This is so esoteric, you people. <laughs> those in the know really know, and those but... that don't, don't care probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How are you, Rob? It was nice to hear Golden Voice Ted Williams at the top of the show there. I was just so honored to have him come in and agree to do it, but then, uh, boy, he just all of a sudden kind of just stormed out of here. I, I think maybe... Uh, Golden Voice Ted Williams has a lot on his plate these days. What about you, dear listener? Hey, Did you watch The Bachelor or anything else that's going on? You can let us know about it by emailing us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Give us the like button there and uh, add us and spread the word with your friends there. Subscribe on iTunes or give us a phone call at... 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. Jason, say it. Oh, listeners are standing by. Or is that right? Nice. No, callers are standing by or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think operators, but, you know, whatever. Okay, It'd be yeah. nice if the listeners were standing by. Can we get some listeners to stand by? Yeah, let's do that. Wow, I, you, I have to... Let's uh, get that, that Dillard, that Madeline Dillard to stand by, huh? Yeah, let's do that. You um, know what? Madeline Dillard, if you're listening, give us a call. I'll, I'll, this number is for you. This is our personal phone number, 415-937-0445. 
give us a call. We'd love to put your voice on the show. Mm. It, it would it would really do uh, a lot for Jason and I. Yes, absolutely. Not that we don't hear enough from Steve from Union City, because we do. Did I, I'm sorry, Rob. I I, I just got to say I'm I'm feeling a little off my game today here on the show. I'm not quite no. on the ball as I normally am. Maybe you can tell. Does it show? By me not remembering operators are standing by and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it happens. I, I you know, uh, some days, you know, you just got to show up every day, Jason. That's what I'm learning. Yeah, I think what's going on for me is I had these auditions that I had to do. You know, with voiceover auditions nowadays, I, I very rarely go into the studio to record voiceover auditions. What with the internets and and home huh. recording studios and all that, I I do most of them at home. They email me the copy, I, I do it at home, and I send it to them, um, and then I get the job or not. So this past weekend, I got four uh, auditions for this, um, I don't know, like this dentist company out in Florida uh, with these ridiculously long tags at the end of it. You know what I mean by tag when I say tag at the end of a... of a Yeah, it's uh, kind of a lot of mumbo-jumbo that's kind of tacked on to the end of a spot or something yeah like the legal they call it the legal so i'd have to okay. talk about this stuff for the dentistry company and then read this like in ridiculously long amount of information and squeeze it all do you want to just hear it can i just play it yeah for yeah, you? yeah. Once it you, took... it's easier to uh show and not tell yeah 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 so here check this out Orthodontic services provided by a Florida licensed orthodontist, Castle First Dental Care, PA, Valley Forge Dental of Florida, PA, Donald L. Kane, DDS, license number FL3689, Jack Singer, this guy, license number that number. Minimum $500 in financing with no credit check and interest-free payment plans require a valid photo ID and a checking account or credit card. Wow. Jesus, that's a mouthful. I know. Seriously. So, and you know, I could have done it... Uh, like a little bit of a time in chunks and edited it all together. But I, I, I just wanted to be able to do it all in one breath and all in Holy one. Holy shit, you did that time. all in one take? All in one take and one breath. Like I took in a deep breath and did everything all at once. Yes. Impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for becoming Darth Vader there at the moment. <laughs> uh, so I, I just feel like I've exhausted my talking for, <laughs> for the week. Um, well, so put maybe... the load on me, Fanny. All right. Well, I will give you the load. Why don't you load me some news? I love news. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What do we got? Well, you know, I I'm going to talk first. I just want to get everybody updated about uh, Ted Williams. Even though he has left Duvet North to parts unknown, hopefully he's not hooking up with Leroy, our, our golden voice, golden-throated wonderkind. Yeah. You remember Leroy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember Leroy. He sang, what was it, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, right? He, he did. He's working on an album. Um, and, you know, Reba's been really sneaky lately, and something tells me she's going to be representing Leroy, too. I don't know if I trust Reba anymore. Although I do. I know. I have to give her props for all those celebrities at the top of the show, so I have to give her props for that. Well, we've been literally paying her scraps, man. Table <laughs> scraps is what we've been giving Reba, so... All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to some news. Some uh, Ted. We'll get you caught up on uh, some Ted Williams uh, news. He, he. I would have loved to have him talk about this since he was just here. But it apparently um, it looks like his former home, which is being described as a box, um, fetched three hundred and fifty five dollars on eBay. <laughs> Whoa! Had I known that, I would have been homeless myself. 
<laughs> well, he is his roommate, Victor Houston, who shared the dwelling with Williams before he became famous. They shared a uh, box? They lived in a box? Yeah. <laughs> Was it a split hey man, level? I've shared many a box in my day. In fact, you can argue that my, my little pod kibbutz now is something of a box. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're, they're, they're shared dwelling. Uh, the starting bid on eBay was $100 and they attracted 16 bids. Whoa. Ending at $355. And that's what it went for. And, and that in today's real estate market, I mean, that, that is pretty good when people are overbidding on your box dwelling. See, but who do you think bought that box? I mean, do you think it's somebody? I kind of get the feeling that it's a couple of college dudes, like like a frat house or dudes in a college house that like, whoa, we got Ted Williams' box. You know, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be next to Farrah's swimsuit at the Smithsonian, you know? Uh, nice. Stay with us. Well, I wanted to read you this little bit on the story, which I thought was great. It says, the web listing stated, this is your chance to bid on a piece of web history. Much could be said about Ted Williams, but one thing is for sure, he has had historical success overnight from the web. This story will be remembered as the defining moment in viral video. Wow, you know, I think the thing that makes this a, for me, is that there's actually a phrase called uh, web history now. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love that there's defining moments in viral video, considering that with the exception of me, I'm probably the only one in America still keeping tabs on Ted Williams. And so it, it's just kind of funny. It's a, you know, a little inflated, I think, his spot in viral history, viral video history. Yeah, I agree. That Yeah, funny. So what? Uh, I've given my taste. What is that for you? A shocker or not shocker? Oh, that's not a me okay fair enough apparently though he also gave uh his roommate victor houston he showed up in um ohio where he was discovered and he gave him a wad of cash and he said he's gonna you know take care of him when after he gets himself straight so that's you know that's it's good they have a uh, good roommate relationship i don't think anything good's gonna come out of the ted williams story i'm just gonna put that uh, out sadly there. yeah i think you're right there and that would not be a that. It's <laughs> true. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, should we get to some more uh, more news? I would. You do that for me. Right. <laughs> oh my! Come on, God. you got to cut me some slack. Did you? Can I just? I'll play the tag again. I actually am competent when I want to be. Go ahead. What's the next news? <laughs> All right, this one I love just because it's just maybe maybe it's a kind of a perverse fantasy of mine, a dream realized. Uh, Anderson Cooper punched 10 times in the head. What? Anderson Cooper? Yeah, he's, he's out there in Egypt covering the, uh, you know, the, the whole revolution. I mean, it's a revolution right now. Oh, and, uh, oh, okay. For some reason, I just pictured him walking through the halls of CNN and, you know, Hank Kingsley coming out and punching him 10 times. <laughs> that, well, that's exactly, that's probably more my fantasy, but uh, this will have to do. Yeah, apparently he was, you know, covering the story and some pro-government mob, you know, fell on him and punched him, him and his people. But uh, it says 10 times. I guess he was counting. Yeah, well, I think, I'm being, I think after the fifth time I punched in the head, I'd lose count. Yeah, honestly, right? This... The idea of counting the amount of times you're being bludgeoned ever occur to you when you're, in fact, being bludgeoned? No, no, uh, it's not. Maybe in hindsight, you, or I guess if I'm being followed by a film crew, maybe that's what happened. 
Maybe it's just the reporter in him, or he's got some sort of obsessive compulsive disorder where he counts things. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess being part of the Gloria Vanderbilt empire, you know how many times you've been hit. <laughs> Ooh! I'd love to say touche, but I don't think it applies. No, I don't think so either, but might as well. We're just throwing all the rules out the window. This is our topsy-turvy What Duvet Said episode this week. I like it. When front is back. <laughs> yes, exactly. What's front is back. Uh, what you said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. I've had this cold so long, Jason. I think I want to name it. Like, you, you people name hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. name it name it cold uh, cold berry or something like that. What would it be a female cold, cold Madeline? Well, I'm gonna call it Minka. Minka, I like it. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, cold Minka has been with me for about three. All weeks right. Now. So anyway, what's your? What, let's put a little capper here on Anderson Cooper. Uh, what is? Oh, it? Uh, is it a shock? This is definitely not a. No, because do you say it's not a? Because of the situation in Egypt, or just because of the fact that Anderson Cooper is is in the market for being hit in the head ten times? <laughs> I'd say you're going down the right road. He just looks like somebody you want to punch ten times. You know what? I I, I don't watch Anderson Cooper on um, CNN, but I will say that you know Anderson Cooper. Not only is he pedigreed, but he's he was a reality show TV host. Well. Oh, the mole! Yeah. Mole, mole, mole. Yeah, exactly. And I liked him on the mole, so I have a. Oh, you wanted to be on the mole, if I remember correctly. I auditioned for the mole. I got to. I got to the second. Uh, the second string of callbacks for the mole. Uh, and you I would have made a great mole, Jason. I know, but they didn't choose. It turned out to be okay because nobody watched that season of the mole anyway. But yeah, see, they they blew it. They had their shot. I know they had their shot and they blew it. Okay. Uh, any more news? Yes, of course there's more news. This is all we got, Chase. We have no guests. All we have is the news. Right. I think that's also, can, in the interest of full disclosure, I think we should also let people know that we did, have, Reba did have a guest lined up this week who bowed out yes. at the last minute with a cold. So we are sort of flying blind right now because everything we had planned for the show uh, <laughs> it isn't yeah, coming to pass. <laughs> So is it a heap by my feet right now? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have a, a really jam packed show next week. We thank you for sitting with us this week. And um, I apologize. I think people like that. They like reality. This is reality radio. Yeah. Maybe that's how we brand ourselves. Okay. We, okay. We'll add that to our Google ad. All right, Jason. In the gift that keeps on giving, Lindsay Lohan. I, yes. I heard a bit about Lindsay Lohan. What's going on with Lindsay? Well, she's, of course, I think her favorite state is denial. It says the leads right here with Lindsay Lohan denied stealing a $2,500 necklace, even as her case was being handed over to the district attorney's office, claiming instead that the necklace was loaned to her by a stylist who failed to return it to the store on time. Yeah, and this Throw is this some story. In a, in a, I want her in a... Uh, what's that movie where they describe a, a maximum security pound you in the the ass prison? Okay, yes, I want her in one of those too. But wasn't this one of those shops in Venice? I mean, isn't this? I think this was someplace on Venice. It was. That's where isn't she's living in Venice next to uh, her old love Sam Ronson? Accidentally, this woman is just a catastrophe of 
you know, double, the, the, the double talk and the amount of bullshit she expects to just flow by is maddening. They should throw her in jail just for being such an asshole. But uh, yeah, so I mean, what do you think about this? The, can we not just, she violated it if this comes to pass. But the thing that's killing me is she's always blaming it on these poor abused assistants and whatnot. You know what I don't understand is the this. I think if you reach a level of celebrity in America that certain crimes you get a pass on, like for some reason, Lindsay Lohan can can drive terribly and drive up on the curb and steal necklaces and this sort of stuff. And it, it all kind of goes in and out of the wash. Uh, like Charlie Sheen can have an enormous yes. Coke party. Uh, and for some reason, he's not in jail for all that Coke. You know, like what what when do you reach that level? It's like you've powered up in a video game. You reach a level where, well, she's a celebrity now, so we can't arrest her <laughs> for the, the theft. We just have to report it on the news. You know, God, I, what, yeah, sorry, well, we can't touch her. She's untouchable. Something tells me I have not reached that level of celebrity yet. That wrong. Well, uh, let's have this as our homework assignment then, Rob. I'll go steal a necklace, and you <laughs> go on a 72-hour Coke bender, and we'll see if either one of us can get away with it. Just get some news on it. What do you say? I like it. I think that is exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. My wife will be thrilled. Good. Good. I like our homework <laughs> assignments because we rarely, we rarely actually do them. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the best thing about being in this school is that there's just such a blatant disregard for the teachers. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I am going to say straight up, no, Chaser, that that is not a about Lindsay Lohan stealing things. And I am going to rip off Rush Limbaugh's shtick and say ditto. Nice, nice. I think... Yeah. I was just going to say that she seems to be going. It, 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 I, I would say that you know Winona Ryder stole uh, you know a, a long time ago. Do you remember the free Winona craze where she stole the handbag yes. and that sort of thing? And yes. you know Winona Ryder has been in like three movies in the past year. She was in the Star Trek movie. She's in Black Swan. There's some other movie that she was in. Um, mm -hmm. And you know people are saying, "Wow, it's great to have Winona Ryder back," but I, you know I don't really. I love Winona Ryder. Don't get me wrong, please. Winona Ryder is a long-standing hubba hubba uh, crush of mine, but uh, I oh, just yeah, don't she's think. Hot. Yeah, I just don't think she's she's a very good actress, and I don't think she has her shit together at all. But okay, more news. Okay, this is great. This is kind of in line with what we're talking about, like the the layers. If Hollywood was an onion, the 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 layers upon layers of delusion and. Uh, just obliviousness. Oh, also, while I'm thinking of it, Jason, I am call. I'm the call because we get a lot of listeners in the LA area, and we know from our intro that we get a lot of celebrities, and they may not appreciate this, but I am calling for a unionizing of all celebrity assistants, so that when things like this Lindsay Lohan things, there's some sort of union repercussion where they all kind of band together, and uh, the aggression will not stand. Okay. Good. Uh, let's call for that. Let's create a Facebook page for that and get a lot of people to like it. The Celebrity Assistance Union. More people will like that, I guarantee, than like this show. <laughs> I think a lot of people like the show. I just don't quite get the Facebook thing. You know what, though? I will say this about the Facebook thing. Um, I, I, I took my orange juice out of the fridge today, and there was something that said, like us on Facebook. 
So I think the whole kind of liking things on Facebook is over. Is, yeah, it's kind of over. I, I wonder how many people like their orange juice on Facebook. <laughs> I, I like me a glass right now, actually. That sounds good. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, this one is great because it involves Kim Kardashian. And the, the photo alone, I wish I could show this photo. Apparently, she did a photo shoot for W Magazine. Mm -hmm. And the title reads, Kim Kardashian, W Magazine showed full-on nipple. I've seen these photos. Is this the one where she's sort of spray-painted uh, silver? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's not enough spray paint in the world to cover her ass, but what a glorious thing Kim Kardashian's ass is. Uh, yeah, everything about Kim Kardashian is kind of glorious, and I, I, it really pains me to have those words come out of my mouth. Um, I mean, looks-wise. you know, I, For some reason, yeah. she, just, she just hits me in the epicenter. I like when I forget what talk show host that had her on. I think it was Pierce Morgan has a show. And he basically just asked the Kardashian girls, like, what it is their talent is, like, what they're famous for, you know, what it is they do. And they were kind of stumped. <laughs> it's very true. There, she's just, I, I don't know what the other sisters are famous for because I don't watch that show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I know one of them was on The Celebrity Apprentice and got kicked off because she had a DUI. But, you know, uh -huh. Kim Kardashian, I know solely because of her video, right? Which mm -hmm. in yeah, the... great video. Yeah, which in the, you know, in the, in the web history of viral videos, I've seen better than Kim Kardashian. Oh, video. you think so? I, I think she actually goes for it there and there. She's, you know, both aware of the camera and uh, not shy. Yeah. So maybe she's famous just for having that impossibly buoyant butt. Yeah, but where is the nipple on that butt? I don't see the nipple on the butt. I'm looking. I mean, I see a few. Looks like she was cold that day. There's some goosebumps, but I don't see any nipples. Um, so basically, this is what's great about the story, though. She's all up in arms because, and the quote reads, "Oh my God, I'm more naked than I was in Playboy." Did she not know when she was taking this? photo shoot that she wasn't wearing clothes and that they spray painted her and that she was standing suggestively you know naked with looking over her shoulder and, and at what at what point did what she said she feels violated yeah i don't understand any of that like what what part of being naked and getting your picture taken makes you surprised that there's pictures of you naked it is just it confounds me Oh, I, I, I just want to, I want to rip my hair out when I, when I, because I guess I should not pay attention to what any of these idiots say, but it, it just, it just feels like, am I crazy? That's what I, it feels like to me. I might be crazy. Well, what's surprised, the most surprising thing to this story about, about this story to me is, is that these pictures came out probably two months ago. I mean, th this is not a new photo spread. I saw these pictures several months ago, it feels like. Well, then obviously what it is is there's uh, publicists and people keeping her in the news cycle, you know, right? Like, oh, how do we get Kim in the news today? Oh, yeah, remember those photo photos she agreed to take and did and had no problem with? Yeah, let's say she has a problem with that. Yeah, and, you know, the, the I think the, the, the round of photos that are going around now have little lightning bolts over her nipples. Like, I can't yeah. actually see her nipples. But I, the photos that I have that I got, you know, that I saw – a couple months ago, actually, don't have the lightning bolts. I mean, they're, they're, I actually see her nipple, which is why I don't know. Oh, you gotta send. You gotta send those to me, man. Okay, I'll send them to you. Yeah. Don't hold out.
No, there. Yeah, there's there's no uh, the ones that are out now aren't the shocking ones. So I don't understand. Or I'm sorry, not the, the ones. <laughs> so this photo is not a. No, not in the least. What's what's a to me about it is that she's complaining about pictures that show her nipples and they're circulating pictures that don't actually show her nipples when the pictures that showed her nipples came out a few months ago. So I don't understand any of it. Assistance, this is your call to arms. Upright. Yes. Off with their heads. <laughs> Precisely. All right. Well, good stuff. Is that have we have we uh, are we uh, dropping the news on here? Maybe we, well, we could. I don't have that. I couldn't really find a lot of good stuff unless you. I mean, I, I hate to say it's a slow news week because there's this crazy revolution going on in Egypt and there's all kinds of weather and whatnot, which is news, but. Not the kind of news that our listeners have come to expect from Right. Us. News that they already know about. We're trying to comment on news that uh, we're breaking news. Uh, you know what? Yeah. The, the, that's, uh, that reminds me that I saw a breaking news tweet yesterday about how Punxsutawney Phil uh, did not see his shadow and therefore spring is coming soon. Breaking news. Breaking news. I love it. This just in. We should, we should have gotten. Well, maybe we'll, we'll try and get the Groundhog next week. I was thinking about Groundhog Day yesterday, and the more I thought about it, the crazier it seems to me. Starting with the fact that there is an animal that's called a groundhog. I actually thought about the fact that that there are men who stand around in top hats. I mean, did you watch the video? There's video you can watch of them. Yeah, explain to me the top hat thing, because I didn't realize... Is it because this harkens back to a gentler era? I think they harken back to a gentler era, but I, uh, era, but I think they're making up that gentler era. Like I don't think people did that that way in the past. I or did they? I don't know. And the fact that they all stand. I don't up, know what was with that woman tied to a stake, set ablaze right behind the guy in the top hat too. I didn't. I didn't see that. That <laughs> <laughs> was that was harkening back to a, a gentler era as well. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> We are off the rails. Madeline, help us. Right. Save us. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing that surprised me about the video was that they were, uh, you know, they were standing there and um, like they couldn't get it right. Like they had to shuffle around. No, no, you hand this to me. No, no, you do this. Like uh, if they've been doing this for years and years and years, you know, Groundhog Day has been around long enough that it's actually pre-printed on my calendar. It tells me on my calendar that Groundhog Day is a holiday. And these guys standing out there pulling the hog the hog out of a stump and you know putting it on the little table and then reading the scroll like they did they didn't have it right they still were sort of scrabbling around i don't know i think it would be well i don't think you ever really get breaking news right the first time oh then that's what it is it has nothing to do with groundhog day at all that's my deep thought do we have some music for rob's deep thought (laughs) of the day yeah actually here it is now yeah see Courtesy of uh, yeah. listener Alan. That's our deep thought music of the day. Thank you, listener Alan. So, uh, what else can we get into then? Are we at that time when we get into the time that we love to talk about so much? Well, we might as well. Yes, it's bachelor time. Yes, uh, this ought to be fun. <sighs> yeah, so. I can't wait to bring listener Sean into this discussion, though, because. He, I, I'm sure, is going to have a much, much better uh, perspective and grasp on this show than I do. I think what bothers me about The Bachelor is The Bachelor himself. Uh, yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot, but also I'm going to bring back a, an old segment, which is Jason's Insight Corner. 
Ooh. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know the one-on-one -on -one testimonials? I forget what they're called. The VOPs or VSPs. Tiana used to tell me what they were, the official type of what they were called. But yeah. in any event, where they just sit at the camera and talk, right? Yes, yes. Right. Now, I, I again, was on a reality show pilot and had to sit in a room where there was a person with a camera who would ask questions of me. I believe they call those diary rooms. Oh, do they call them diary rooms? Yeah. Okay. Well, what happens is the producer sits there and asks you asks you kind of a leading question. So it would be like, so can you tell me a little bit about the Elvis Cirque du Soleil and how Elvis is the king of pop and how much you enjoy the show? Right? <laughs> like that kind of question. So then you, you got it. That's confusing. Right. Well, you turn it around. So they, they, they give you the talking points that they want you to hit. Uh, uh -huh. And you have to sort of finesse it so that you say it. And I feel like this. Knock it out of the park. Right. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. Here's your meatball. Knock it out of the park. Right. So I, I really feel like Bachelor Brad Womack is, is just parroting back exactly what they say to him to say. Brad, can you tell me tell me about how it feels? Are you, are you nervous about being out on this date? Or do you really want to find a connection? Uh, I'm feeling very nervous about this date, and I really want to find a connection. <laughs> That's exactly. I was going to do the exact same thing. That he is nothing if not um, deft with the, uh, his feelings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like he's just repeating. He feels like a bad actor reading a bad script. And it, it makes it even worse because I, I think like they throw him these these things that they kind of want him to say. Can you when you talk here, can you kind of talk about the uh, how how exciting it is to be in Vegas? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I'm really excited to be in <laughs> Vegas. Oh, I'm game. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, yeah, totally. I know exactly what you mean. And he just says exactly what they tell him to say, only badly. I think they should devote more time on the show to him and his therapist. I hate that. When he calls the therapist on the phone or sits and talks with them, you like that? <laughs> I, I, I just think it's so – it's like bizarro world. It's just crazy to me. What, what appears on television now is just – it's all so – bizarro to me the whole thing yeah so okay so he bothers me the other thing that bothered me about this past week's episode of the bachelor um aside from the i love the fact that he said you're probably the hottest funeral director i've ever seen was uh <laughs> because nothing you know what though that was such a date i have a question for you about that then like he goes on a date sure. with sean tall was that her name and there's two of them with a similar name. Okay, well, the one that's the hottest funeral director he's ever seen. They go on a date together, and, like, he, okay, he buys her a bunch of clothes in Vegas, which... He buys her black roses. <laughs> which was just about the stupidest thing ever. And, lil and lilies. Yeah, so they go on a date, and he, he takes her shopping and buys a bunch of clothes. That's the date, okay? And then they go out to dinner, and she, she talks about her job, and she's an embalmer. Right. So she sits and the, I've been on dates, right, where you go out together and then you go out and the conversation happens and suddenly you're like, oh, my God, this woman is talking about these things and this is dreadful. And what? Let me get the hell out of here. Yeah. But then he gives her the rose at the end of the date, which I, I'm not entirely sure. Tell, teach me the rules of The Bachelor here, Rob. He invites her on an individual date. 
and then the date goes what I assume to be horribly wrong. So can he like at that point not give her a rose? Because like later on on the double date with Ashley and Ashley, only one of them got the rose, and then one of them had to go home on an individual date. Which one went home? Which one went home? The, the crazy little one. Wait a minute. What? What do you mean? Which one went home? You watched this show. Rob. I, I want to make sure you're watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> the the hotter Ashley, Ashley S, the 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 crazy one who cries a lot went home, not the one who was so focused on last week. The one that I liked a lot more uh, uh, went home. Uh, okay, yes, then you are watching the show. Oh, Rob, yeah, I, 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 you're, you're, <laughs> you, this was your idea, <laughs> The Bachelor. Oh, good God, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm telling you, it's just, it's been crazy. In fact, I have a guy coming over to look at our. DVR today, the cable guy is coming over because we've had issues. We don't – do you know what happens when all of a sudden your remote no longer works? It's like – it throws the whole house into like a pandemonium. Oh, OK. Like my wife and I were running around chickens with our heads cut off because we could not access the TiVo or fast forward commercials, which was killing us. So we had to do things like read. Oh, or go to the and, bathroom? Talk, talk, talk to each other and, and, and you know – and stuff like that because we couldn't fast forward the commercials. This was also painful. Oh, all right. Well, then I will yes. tell you what happened on this week's of The Bachelor, Rob, if your DVR was having trouble. Oh, that's how I prefer it, actually. <laughs> all right. Well, he went on a date. But, okay, I still have my question because even though if you didn't yes. catch this week's episode, you're still familiar with the rules. He, he, I can make it up, yeah. Oh, so, okay, here's the deal. When he takes you on the private one-on-one, the coveted one-on-one -on -one date, that's an opportunity for him and the lucky, you know, recipient of that day to spend some quality time together. Right. You know, to find, to find out if there is a connection there or, or as he's along for saying, to uh, see if I could break down some of the walls. Right. Okay. So they went on this date. All he did was take her shopping. And then they went yeah. on a date and had dinner together, and she described being a funeral director, which involves, you know, replacing human blood with embalming fluid and things like that. Yeah, those are not the those are not the fluids that I'd like to be talking about with, with sexy Sean. Right. So they showed the, and she didn't even seem all that sexy to me. I mean, there's a point where she stops being sexy when she's talking about dead bodies. Um, and they were playing the mm -hmm. wacky music and showing like the, oh, okay, crazy reaction shots from him. And then he gave her a rose. Like, isn't there a point where you go, hey, you know what? This isn't working out for me. I, I, I'm sorry. And I mean, what happens at that point? Does that ever happen where he doesn't give the rose on an individual date? Well, I think, and, and this will be interesting because I know Sean's been watching the show. I believe Sean's been watching the show a lot more, um, like a lot more seasons of it. I think with this particular guy, he was the guy who had two women that, you know, narrowed it down to two women, was supposed to propose, and didn't propose to either. And he took a beating for it in, in the, you know, bachelor community. And I think he's very protective of looking like a douchebag again. And so it's hard for him to take the person on the date and have that sort of like, you know, they have the connection because I'm sure she thought she was knocking it out of the park so I think it's very hard for him to 
shun anybody. Oh, okay. Well, that may be. I just so wonder about the rules because later on he went – they had a group date where he invited everybody to go NASCAR racing, which is another thing that I – Oh, I love I love group dates. They, those were big in the 70s, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, I think so. It was kind of like a little Hal Needham movie here. Um, it, was like, it was like a Caligula. Wasn't that a group date? <laughs> okay, you went com- somewhere completely different. I want everyone to go look up Hal Needham <laughs> so they can understand that reference. But um, – they go on a group date and uh, like Emily, whose husband died, I think, in a car crash. I couldn't quite figure out if he'd had a car crash and died at the track or had a car crash and it was his career ending injury and then he died later. But whatever it was, they go to the racetrack. Wait, the very whoa, race- whoa, 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 back up a second. I thought her husband, Emily, uh, her husband died in a plane crash. Oh, is that it? Like, I don't. How I, many I, ways I, can this guy die? Is she like. Every time they go on a date, they're like, you know, like, oh, yeah, he died in a horrible shopping accident. Or <laughs> he, he died at the racetrack. You know, right. whatever the date. Wow. This is a new a new revelation. Yeah, he died from cold minka. Okay, well, that's what it was. Because I, <laughs> I started watching last week, so I wasn't sure how he died. But he apparently had a career-ending car crash at the very racetrack that they were having this group date. My God, bad form, producers. Yeah, but uh, she, you know, she she toughed it out and she did it well. And I will say that I am swung over to the to seeing what I like about Emily after she was wearing a bikini in the hot tub later. I was like, oh, I get it now. Wow. Okay. But anyway, I'm digressing because my question was because he took both Ashley and Ashley out to uh, Cirque du Soleil where they had to be part of Cirque du Soleil and the cute little Ashley that I liked, Ashley S., I don't know, was terrified of heights and she cried a lot and she wanted to make sure everything was okay. Um, And what happened was they... they, uh, um, They sent some, like, PA into the into the room with all the rest of the bachelorettes in the hotel room and like mm-hmm. both of their suitcases a pink suitcase and a purple suitcase were sitting by the door and he walked in and he looked at both of them and then he grabbed Ashley S's suitcase and walked out with it and they all went oh oh no <laughs> yeah so she went home so like he he had to look like a jerk at that point, but I mean I, I guess I just don't understand. We'll just talk to Sean S. Or maybe one of our listeners can call in and explain the rules of the Bachelor to me because he took two girls out on a, on a date. At that point, he gave a rose to one of them, and the other one, poor gorgeous tight Ashley S, uh, went home. All my favorites are going home. That's uh yeah that's I know that 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 is gonna be the nail in the coffin for you and the Bachelor. If there's nobody for you. That you find attractive enough to ogle for two hours, it's gonna be, it's gonna be over. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm leaning towards liking Ashley now that I've gotten a look at her in a bikini. And Crazy Michelle is still there. He. Oh crazy, yeah. Yeah. Crazy Michelle brought him into a room uh, before the final rose ceremony and slammed the door shut. And she's all, "Don't say anything for the rest of this. Just listen to me." And she like whispered sex talk into his ear and then grabbed him and kissed him and said, "Now send some girls home." Like she was. Oh, that's awesome! I missed that. I I didn't miss that. I I caught that. So I promise to watch The Bachelor more diligently with my revamped or fixed DVR. Okay, yeah, because you missed uh, you missed the the hot Michelle, and she stuck around. He was he she and Emily were the first two to get roses, and then uh, again, I I can't when they show the ending there and they're all dressed up and they're showing all their faces. I I I literally can't tell who these people are. 
Like, I don't recognize them from all these women that I followed for the rest of the episode. You know, you know what I decided uh, in this is in reference to that. So that's when they all put on their like gowns or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's I think that's what does it. it a, a, a really beautiful woman in a gown. They all start to look alike. Maybe that's it. But even close up on their faces, I was like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that girl wearing the crown? There was a girl wearing like a little tiara at the end who got home and I had no idea who she was. I think she was another Chantal maybe or there was a Chantal and I should. Well, anyway, or a Miss Melissa or a Miss Missy or I don't know. Madeline? (laughs) No, I would recognize Madeline, please. Um, should we uh, should we get into our my this is a show I can guarantee I've been watching. Okay, and that show is ABC Family's Make It or Break It. That is the strangest. It's the shortest like um, intro for a show. Yeah, but I love it because I love watching like. Uh, Lauren's expression on her face as she's running, and then Kaylee as she misses the bar. It, it really gets me pumped. It really gets me pumped yeah. to watch the show. And the other thing oh, is that it happens like genius. 10 minutes into the show. The show, of course, is Make It or Break It, which how yes. far along are you now in Make It or Break It? I am uh, exactly where you are, and um, I will be resuming tonight. I, I can hear people clicking off of the show nationwide because it's like they're like, what is this show these guys are talking about? You've <laughs> got to go to Hulu, people. Yeah, you really do. And uh, we're, we're, there's going to be a couple spoilers in our discussion here. So if you want to be watching the show, uh, just be aware that episodes 9 and 10 of the season brought out some huge bombshells that we cannot help but talk about. So if you want yes. to fast forward through this portion of the show uh, until don't. you watch the show. No, don't. Yeah, exactly. Don't. <laughs> just go watch the show. Trust me. You're going to enjoy it's watching. It's good to want things. I think that was Winona Ryder says that in uh, Heather's or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, so talk to me, Rob. Where? Wh- wh- how about it? Well, about first, it? first, let's take a little poll. I'm on the Make It or Break It ABC Family Make It or Break It official TV show site yes. on the net right now, and there's a poll, Jace. Oh, is there? Yeah. Why don't you answer this uh, this poll for me? Question: Which rock girl are you most like? The Rock, of course, being the gym that they train at. Yeah. Rock on. I love that. That's a little cheer when they, uh, you know, show team unity. Okay, so which rock girl are you most like? Is it Emily? Is it Kaylee? Is it Lauren? Or is it Payson? And let's let's for those that don't know, Emily is your uh, wrong side of the tracks. Um, all, uh, all all odds are stacked against her, but uh, she's um, she's kind of the the, the tall. Hot. Uh, they're all hot. So she's kind of the tall, what, you know, how would you describe it, Jason? I think you're doing a pretty good job. She is the t- sort of tall, lanky. Uh, uh, they're trying to Pelador off as the gawky, uncomfortable yes. girl. But with, you That's know, what I was getting at. The gawky, uncomfortable. Like, nobody that hot is is really that, thinks of themselves as that gawky, I can imagine. Right. And I have to hand it to that actress, by the way, when she finally. Here's a girl who supposedly has never been kissed, right? And, yes. you yes. know, spoiler alert. She does kiss that guy there, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Got a hand if your TiVo's working properly, you can watch her kiss in slow mo. Right, exactly. And she was, um, she that was a horribly awkward kiss. And I have to say that's a, it's a, it's either 
either she really didn't want to kiss that guy, the actual actress, or she's acting like somebody who can't kiss at all because it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, is your first kiss always that terrible? Yeah. Um, okay, the next one is Kaylee, and Kaylee is the, I mean, really just cute as a button, uh, beautiful. Um, she's the princess. The, she's a princess. Okay, there. Th- thank you, Jason. Yeah. See, you're sharp. Like, then we got Lauren, who is the, the like sultry, but the, the villain. Yeah, the, the, the villain that, that that you don't. She doesn't want to be a villain, but she just can't help herself. Yeah, she's bad girl. She's very much the bad girl. And then my favorite, Payson. Payson is your just kind of your all American, um, driven to be the best at gymnastics, gymnast. And like I said before, she's got some Kim Kardashian qualities that I really enjoy. Oh, see, I guess I've never noticed that about about Payson. I did notice, though, when they finally get you to Nashville. You've got to Nashville. use the slow-mo on your remote more, brother. Oh, my God. But, okay, so let me say the, the two things. First of all, when they were waiting at the end by the bus to see if the girls were going to yes. come back from camp and they turn and look and they've got that right stuff moment with all four of them walking down. Yeah. The road. It's like, it's like reservoir dogs. <laughs> in bizarre world. So awesome. And then the other part, when they finally announce them at nationals and they're coming down the stairs, all of them together, the whole yes. team. Uh, that's the first time I went, well, Payson, that's sort of where I could sort of see where you're coming from. Because Payson really does. Yeah, no, she's, she's very pretty. When she's made up, she looks really, uh, she looks really hot. And just for the record, people, all Jason has informed me that all of these actresses are in fact in their in, of age. They're in their twenties or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah. They're all thirty. They're thirty-five. The one that plays Lauren's like thirty-five. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the ones Lauren, the ones who play Lauren and Payson are are the youngest, but they are twenty or twenty-one. Uh, Emily, the girl who plays Emily, and that's the only reason I know that is because I was watching and I thought, wow, Emily looks old. Like I was like, wow, she doesn't really look like a teenager. So I, I looked her up on IMDb, and she was born in nineteen eighty-four. So you know, okay, that, okay, good. So so save your letters. Yeah, yeah, she's twenty five or twenty six. They're not. They are not underage by any stretch of the imagination. You can't get arrested for watching women that are in their twenties portray teenagers and then finding them hot. Can you? Uh, you can. <laughs> I don't think uh, Charlie Sheen or Lindsay Lohan can. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Ooh. So which rock Ooh, girl are you like? Get home. Daddy-o. Which poll, which one are you like? I mean, I know you like Payson, but the the poll question is, which rock girl are you like? Payson, Lauren, okay. Emily, or um, Kaylee? Which one am I most? Well, I would say I'm probably most like Kaylee. I'm a bit of a princess. Really? Yeah. Okay. But you disagree? Who? Are you, let me ask you. Who do you? Which which rock girl do you think I'm most like? And then I'll I'll do you. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're. I think you're Kaylee. I think you're most Kaylee like. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go for you. Um, I'm gonna go Emily for you, Jason, okay. because uh, I I think you are uh, you are definitely the one that 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 people are all kind of secretly drawn to and uh, can't seem to get enough of in your 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 life. Okay. I'll take that. I think I'll take that. Yes. I was going to say Emily as well, but more for the gawky, silly, unaccepted, uh, just getting by by the skin of my teeth way. I was going to let you say all that stuff. Oh, thanks a lot, Rob. I appreciate that. Okay, so there you go. And if, if you guys want to write in, 
or call with which rock girl you most identify with. The number is 415-937-0445, and you can write to us at whatdoveysaid at gmail.com. Exactly. And please, we uh, we wouldn't be saying this if... And then, Im- then immediately go and, 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 and put a bullet in your head for taking the time out of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, but we also wouldn't be saying this if, if this really genuinely wasn't a good show. I mean, there are shows that... The best show on television. The only show on television. Yeah, there are shows that I watch because they're sort of campy fun. And there are shows that I watch because I enjoy them. And there are shows that I watch to sort of turn my mind off. Rob, I watched four episodes of Make It or Break It in a row on Sunday. I, every time it's over, I want to keep watching it. I cannot stop watching it. I, and I don't know what it is. Hallie... <laughs> Hallie called it. My wife called it. She says, this show is like television crack. Yeah. I don't know why. And it's, and they're totally finding their footing now. You notice how they like, they seem to be listening to our show too because they're like, oh yeah, they're right. We're not really doing anything with Payson's dad anymore. Let's have him move out of town. I, I, don't you love how he, he appears as part of the press pool? To ask the question, like to to give it to uh, the. There's also this other. I guess she's going to be really moving into a bigger role. The what's her name? Ka- Kaylee Parker or Kelly? Yeah, it's, it's or Kelly. It's not Kaylee, but it's yeah. The the one uh, from the other from Denver. The sort of the actual villain. The ba- the best yes. rated. She's like the celebrity Mary Lou Retton. She's got all the endorsement deals and the that sort of thing. Um, so in the, in the Crisco in her gym, right? Because the girl snuck out and said, "What what have you got in your what bag?" What was that all about? That that whole part where the, the okay, the girls arrive to nationals, big gymnastic to decide who's going to be on the national U.S. national Olympic team. Right. So they arrive in Boston, which looks a lot like the Luxor Hotel in Boston, <laughs> Vegas. Not, it certainly does. <laughs> And and they arrive in Boston. And there's so many things to talk about with this show. Okay, okay. So the girls arrive in Boston for the national thing, and they have this weird dude who's playing like uh, host to, to their arrival, and he's playing the game called "What's in Your Gym Bag?" Yeah, <laughs> and it's the most bizarre thing, like rifling through like a teenage girl's gym bag, you know, and pulling out all this, and then. When they play the trick on the villain Kaylee Parker, yeah, Kelly, I think it's Kelly. He's like he, he, he Kelly. He relishes, you know, his role in exposing her dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. They like walk a red carpet in the press. There's a guy in the press pool who turns to the the camera and goes through their bags. And yeah, I thought for sure there would be like a moment of oh no, but no, he was just like, hey, look, an enormous box of condoms in your bag. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? You can't make this stuff up. And how did all these supposed teenage girls go to the gift shop in the hotel and buy like, I, I you know, I've yet to see in a gift shop of a hotel, a huge box of cards. Right. And a Crisco sized like, <laughs> Honestly, for like, for the continent of Africa, yeah. you know, it was amazing to me that that part was just so bizarre. The other thing that was really bizarre was, Okay, so the Emily's kind of boyfriend guy, the the the, the singer, songwriter, the musician fellow. Yes, the guy who has access to Radiohead's tour bus. Exactly. I'm like, can you just imagine this conversation? Oh, well, sure, bloke. We're, yeah, we're, we're glad to give you a ride from Denver to Boston, skipping all these key arenas along the way, so you can get to your girlfriend's Olympic 
gymnastics event. Right. And you know, we we haven't mentioned yet, which is the other brilliant thing about this show, uh, which I can't believe we haven't brought up yet, but Emily's brother. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I call him. There's a, This guy is on every show. It's the guy that he's... He, they write the role for him. He pops in occasionally, but you don't really know why he's necessary. I call him Scotty in every show. Uh-huh. Scotty. It's easier to keep track of their names. Just Scotty. Yeah. So every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, Scotty's in this episode. Right, yeah. But the distinguishing characteristic about Scotty, of course, is that he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> you know, he... It, that, and, you never know why. I have no idea why he's in the no. wheelchair. They never really explain it. No, and exactly. And, it, and they never explain why. Like, it's always uh, it's always Emily's responsibility, all this money, that she's got a scholarship to go to The Rock, but for some reason she needs to work all the time because they're almost running out of money because she's spending so much money. Not like there's a whole bunch of money that that comes from caring with a, for a guy in a wheelchair, right? <laughs> I just love how wonderful and, and generous radio is because they're like they're kind of like yeah not only to the outlandish and implausible idea of giving some unknown pizza employee a ride to you know i have to imagine they're skipping every tour date between denver because there's some big markets i checked there's chicago <laughs> there's a, right. you know there's like a lot of markets that they could probably be playing some shows in, but they're going to go right to Boston, and everybody's it's just going to be complete and, and total nonsense. That that whole thing was just nonsense. Uh, exactly. I sort of got the impression though that he was he was driving the bus that like he was supposed to deliver the bus to Radiohead for some reason because he knew the person. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's a bus driver now. Like he has a class whatever license to drive this huge. <laughs> Mammoth bus. Yeah, just him and, and Scotty without any luggage. Just, you know, pulling down. Can somebody explain to me where, I guess it's standard practice on a bus to have a megaphone or whatever the hell, that the, the loudspeaker? Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, but it's also standard practice that you can drive an enormous tour bus straight up to the front entrance of the Luxor Hotel here in... Uh, in Boston? In Boston and pull up right in front of where everybody's having a, a catered party. By, behind the anchored oh. fence and start yelling, Hey, Emily, come back, go! <laughs> Unbelievable. It was absolute... It was delicious. Yeah, it was delicious. Well, it was full-on, you know, season finale, but really, you know, the, the episode prior to that, I couldn't think could have been topped at all when they went up to camp and they found Kaylee sitting... I mean, e- every secret was revealed in episode nine, which was just one shocker after another. That would never happen in Gossip Girl. They would stretch that out. Those secrets would be stretched out for probably 13 or 14 seasons. Really? You would never hear the word, if it's any consolation to you, my mom's a drug addict. (laughs) I know. It's very frank. You know, we should check. Is is Aaron Sorkin writing the show under a... uh, Another name, and and maybe this was part of his lost years when he was um, eating magic mushrooms, because (laughs) there is so much just randomness to this show that really keeps you like on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the characters you be getting paid by ABC family to do hype the show. Cause I think we're doing a hell of a job. If you're not compelled to watch this show listeners, then we're not doing our job. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot wait. I forced myself a hiatus to stop watching after episode 10 to sort of give myself a little break before I started in with episode 11 to get the next 10 episode arc. Um, 
but uh, it, it, believe me, it was difficult. I could not. I can't stop watching it. I cannot stop. I, I, I like I told you, I watched episode after episode in a row, and I don't know. I'm. I'll start again tonight. I can't wait. I, yeah. I just. It makes me want to put on a leotard, throw a blanket around me, and just sit and all day long just kind of eat bonbons and watch uh, Make It or Break It until I get. All the way caught up to uh, when you know the new season's about to start. Yeah, and you know the the other stupid thing is that it made me really interested in women's gymnastics. Like you know that last episode could have been so you know the the finale could have been so like humdrum ho hum. Oh, here they are doing their routines, but I was just like, yes, Kaylee, nail it! You didn't nail your floor routine. Yes, look at how great Lawrence being on the beam. She's finally smiling. <laughs> yeah, oh, you and I. We weren't separated by 400 miles because I would be right there on the couch with you and uh, and, and, and celebrating the, the wonderfulness, the deliciousness of this show. Yeah, yeah. Yes, make it your playground, Emily. That's right. You ran and you played in a playground. So this is the playground now. And, you know, what? make that phone call. And there she is in the audience. Turn around. Look up. You're right when Lauren makes the phone, the cell phone call, look up, and she just looks up, and there's you know what's her name. Oh, yeah. and the... I'm here, I'm here for you, Lauren. <laughs> I didn't leave. I'm like, oh my god, how I'm eating this up. It's like somebody just pulled up with a government issued cheese truck, yeah, and just dumped it into my willing lap. All right, well, uh, enough. Please, listeners, watch the show. You can join in on the fun, and uh, that's enough. I've had it. For this that is, week's that is, that is enough. Yeah. But God, what a, what a playful. Okay. Whew. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Otherwise, we could just talk. We could talk about make it or break it for hours and hours. We I'm could sure. talk about a show that you guys aren't watching all day long. <laughs> well, maybe you will start watching now. What's going on with you this weekend, Rob? Um, this weekend, let's see. Well, I want to say that last night I saw one of the best shows so far this young young year and I'll include last year too uh Tristan singer songwriter out of Nashville just awesome her band was great uh I got an interview with her and you know Knockwood this this interview is probably uh one of the best ones yet and it was really a lot of fun she's super sweet super nice that's going to be on Next week's What Do They Said About Music show, and it's going to be the Nashville episode I've been threatening to do. So if you want to hear all the underground artists that are coming out of Nashville, and it's a very diverse music scene, and you want to hear the Tristan interview and her music, great, great stuff. Her album just came out on Tuesday. I can't say enough. Uh, it was a great show. We, and I, you know what? We took listener Eric Miller. No. You, met, you know Eric. I do know Eric. He came to the show, and a friend of mine, Joe, and, I mean, I, they knew nothing about her. And I'm like, just trust me on this one, guys. You're going to like her. She's really good. And the opening bands were kind of shitty, so I think they were like, okay, you know, like, if it's going to be like this, then, you know, you lose. But it was, they were converted, and we were all just smitten and uh, blown away by how talented her and her band were. Well, awesome. I can't wait to tune into next week's All Nashville Threatened podcast of the What Do They Said music show that comes out Wednesday mornings. I believe they drop Wednesday mornings, yeah, right? Yeah, Wednesday morning. And uh, we're also this Saturday, we're going to go see, Hallie and I are going to go see some DJs from Brazil. They are touted as the uh, daft punk of Rio de Janeiro. They're great. We've seen them before and just a good time. So looking forward to that. Going to do some dancing. 
And uh, I think that's it. The Super Bowl Sunday. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl, Chase? Um, I believe I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. I, I'm in tech for the show I'm directing on Saturday, which might roll over into Sunday, um, gotcha. which I'm not all that excited about. But I feel like I'm just going to be sitting and watching the Super Bowl on Sunday. But I don't really have any investment. I, I don't really care if the Chargers or the Bulls win. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I want to go out and watch it around people. We haven't been asked to any Super Bowl parties, which is more reflection I think on me than it is anybody right. else. Um, so yeah, we're probably gonna go. My friend's working at a a local pub, and we'll go watch the game down there with him. And it always seems more fun when you're watching with other people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. To get the little napkins and the cocktails and the the cheering and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Oh, um, I was gonna ask you. Um, about the play, yeah. and uh, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. We're kind of at the point right now where we should be in the rehearsal process in that we did a stumble through, uh, which in um, theatrical terms means we I sort of sprung a run-through of the whole show on the actors at rehearsal uh-huh. on Tuesday, uh, and they were kind of grasping for lines and trying to remember blocking and things like that. But the fact that they could get through the whole show from start to finish on our fifth rehearsal uh, is is pretty much an achievement. Um, so, good, you know, yeah. the set isn't like quite working out. like throwing cold water on their faces and say, all right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. The set isn't quite working out. The supervising producer, the, the main guy overlooking the whole show, is kind of getting nervous about one of my actors is doing an accent, and he's not exactly sure about that. So, anyway, the show's going to be great. It opens on February. February 15th, the Moving Arts One Act, uh, well, Moving Arts 16th Annual One Act Playwriting Festival, something like that. It's called Ligature, and uh, five shows in the evening. Uh, I'll post some things about it on Facebook or whatever. You can find out I about like it. it. Okay. You can like it, folks. You can like you it. You will like it. Yes, you will like it. So we've, we've had a lot of people um, asking how they can be involved on in the show. Oh, I feel compelled to uh, to to discuss this, Jason. Okay. Yes. Uh, so we yeah, I, a lot I'm of people have been asking how they can get involved in our show. Yeah. Because you know, obviously they realize what a good thing we have here, and everybody wants a piece. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, the best way to do that, and you know who you are, who I'm talking to, is to call us at four one five nine three seven zero four four five. Leave a comment, and I guarantee you. That comment will appear on the show. Okay. Wow. That's vague and specific at the same time. So quit trying to write bits, people. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Okay. You know what's interesting, though? What's that? Make it or break it. Man, is that a good show. Oh, man. Get on that. And and, and, and what else? Another uh, interesting thing about our show is our, is our number one fan, Madeline Dillard. That's right. The Madeline Dillard Tribute Show. Thank you, Madeline, for being a dedicated listener. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to hear from all of you. And you will love to hear from us next week when we have our actual guest back on the air. And we will also have special guest listener Sean weighing in on his thoughts on The Bachelor. Rob will watch The Bachelor. You will watch Make It or Break it we will love you happy super bowl i've had enough rob <laughs> i've had enough of you happy enough Jason. um no great show as always thanks again listeners we look forward to uh this uh same bat time same bat channel next week right that's right yes exactly ted williams get us out of here that is a wrap uh, wds oh uh, fuck get me out of here